It's time for JT the Brick. Just win, baby. The countdown to Canton is on. Got a Super Bowl ring as a player and as a coach. and I mean, just what the impact he had on the game. Uh, I agree with you. He should have a bust in Canton. Tom Flores. We know what has to be done, and we know how to do it. Charles Woodson. Intercepted by a flying Charles Woodson again! As these Raiders are inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, we honor them on Raider Nation Radio. Silver and black means a lifetime. A lifetime of uh, excitement and joy. Overall, it was a great journey. The countdown to Canton is on. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Back in studio with Damon after practice today. We are here. We are thrilled to be here on the countdown to Canton with Tom Flores. Charles Woodson, as I tweeted out, violator. Don't let me forget violator, one of the great super fans in Raider history who's done so much good, and he'll be in Canton along with a lot of diehard Raider fans, and that's what I'd like to do again as we kick off the show. It was a padded practice today. We got some good content coming up with that. I'll play the John Gruden press conference. If you missed it, we'll hear it here on Raider Nation Radio. I'd rather listen to John Gruden than me. I like to hear me, but I hear myself in my ear. I don't have one, two, three, four co-hosts. Some shows have five co-hosts. Some shows have six people talking at once. For whatever reason, I'm the only dummy left that does it all by myself. So I'm going to play John Gruden coming up in a little bit. Later on tonight, I host, I MC the event over at the stadium for the alumni, 150 alumni in town. There will be a dinner at the Torch hosted by Mark Davis for the alumni. Oh, by the way, what other owners doing that? No other owner's doing that, period. So the critics of Mark Davis, if you're in the Bay Area or whatever, again, nobody treats their alumni like the Raiders. Nobody. Matter of fact, there are teams now copying the Raiders' plan in what they're doing with their alumni. They just don't do it because it doesn't have the DNA. You can't all of a sudden, if you're the Carolina Panthers, start telling everybody, we're going to bring back all of our alumni every year for a dinner in Napa or a dinner you know, somewhere on the shore uh, in South Carolina. It doesn't work because they don't have the DNA. They don't have the ability to do it. You know, the Dolphins have a ring of honor. Jerry Jones is very generous. But this goes back to Al Davis, Carol Davis, and Mark. This is what they do. And tonight, normally this event is in Napa. It is here tonight in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, and I'll be able to share some of that tomorrow as I'm taking off my other show tonight to be at the stadium a little bit from now, a couple hours after the show. So I'm excited about that. One of the major calls to action today on the topic is what I saw at practice today, Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs III today was the star, the absolute star of practice. He caught a couple of bombs for touchdowns. They were in pads. They're in pads, car holds up, car waits, 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 and was throwing these daisy-cutter bombs. I'm talking 50-yarders, and Ruggs was able to go up. He caught one. He went up in traffic and caught one. Wasn't touched when he hit the ground, went into the end zone. I heard a lot of screaming at the defensive players for not touching him when he went to the ground. And then one, he just ran a go route and caught it in the end zone. It was gorgeous. And that's what we saw. The interesting part of today as we're brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Get on out to PT's. They will host you for every great sporting event. If you want to play video poker and gaming at the bar, you want to eat, you want to be there with your friends for happy hour, head on out to PT's. Marcus Mariota threw two interceptions today right to Nick Kwiatkowski. Nick Kwiatkowski jumped the routes. like He looked like Deion Sanders. So there's a good and bad there. 
The good is Nick Witkowski technically is more important than Mariota because he plays. Mariota doesn't play. Now, Mariota, I don't think, is on the trade block. We talked about it yesterday, and no Raider fan's been on that topic. They're talking more. This is what frustrates me about this channel. Raider fans need to talk more about the topics of the day on every show. And they have to. We're not going to give you a T-shirt and a cool-down towel for calling in every day. These are Raider fans. These are the best of the best. You know what they're talking about in Indy? Today I got a call 8 in the morning at home. JT, can you come on to talk about Mariota to the Colts? I said, no, I'm at Raider practice. I can't call. I'm not available today. Call me next week. So in Indianapolis on WNDE, they're calling me, asking me if Mariota's available. I don't know if he's available. Mike Mayock's got COVID. He's working from home. John Gruden loves Mariota. Saw Mariota throw two picks today. Right in Kwiatkowski's chest. And you'll hear what Gruden had to say about that coming up a little bit here. You know, the roster's pretty much set. The thing that I don't love about practice and pads is you can't hit the quarterback, which is great. You're not supposed to. Did you hear what happened with the Giants today? The Giants had a major brawl. Major fight broke out at the New York Giants practice today. Offense and defense, I guess it was on the bottom of the pile. The quarterback in a red jersey, Daniel Jones, the coach of the Giants, Joe Judge, went nuts. He went crazy. This guy's good. He's a good soundbite. So that's what happened here. So there were a couple of times today in practice where Carr was able to hit a receiver in pads, but I don't know if – I cannot tell you if the pocket held up. I can't because it was downfield. You know, the, they line up in practice so you can't see everybody. The media stays away. We're on the other side. So I don't know if the pocket was breaking down and Carr would have had to throw the ball on the ground. Because no one's going to tackle Carr, right? So then no one's going to finish their sack on Carr. So I don't know exactly, nor does a lot of people know exactly how much time Carr had or not. The times that I saw Carr with time in the pocket, and I, I, I don't want to say that I saw him at times not having time. You just can't tell. If Mad Max is bull rushing around the edge, he's not going to finish Carr off and plant him in the back. And Carr could have an extra half a second and hit someone for a pass. So we don't know that. But Carr looked sharp, very sharp. And Ruggs looked outstanding today. Outstanding today. And also Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro's legit. I'm really fascinated by Hunter Renfro because I don't know when he's going to get the ball. I really don't know when he's going to get the ball. Another topic I want to throw out to you at 702-365-9200. Where do you put Hunter Renfro in regards to order of importance on the offense? Here are your choices, one through five. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Kenyon Drake, Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs III, Foster Moreau, Foster Moreau, and Hunter Renfro. And I'll put Zay Jones behind Hunter Renfro. So I just named Renfro seventh, not on my depth chart. I'm just, I just named the guys who might get the ball more than him. I'd like to know from you today who you think the priority should be, your top three with the Raiders offense. And be specific because there are people that call me. If Chris from West Oakland can hear my voice, he's going to call in right now because he doesn't, want, he doesn't want handoffs up the middle. He doesn't want wasted downs. He doesn't want first and ten, handoff up the middle, two yards. Now the Raiders are second and eight. Chris in West Oakland wants first down, take a shot. So do I. I like that. I want a little bit more of the mastermind, the beautiful mind. Did you see the Russell Crowe movie, The Beautiful Mind, of John Gruden? 
The beautiful mind for me is not a handoff up the middle into a pile where there's two and a half yards gain. Now, it, it, it's, there's a purpose to that. You wear down the defense. You push the defense back. I get it. That's part of football. John Gruden loves the two tight end set and the fullback. So those are three guys, Waller blocking, Moreau blocking, Alec Inglow blocking. If I'm telling you that now, the fan in the upper, upper, upper deck in Pittsburgh knows there's a handoff up the middle. Now, they do that a lot around here because Gruden wants to have a balanced offense, which is run and throw, balance. And I get it. Because the team is not a playoff team. And Gruden can control the pace of the game by running the football. He's a running football coach. If you think about Gruden's entire career, he hasn't had many great players on offense. Go back to Tampa in the Super Bowl. His defense was legendary. John Lynch is going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Derek Brooks is already in the Hall of Fame. Rondé Barber is one of the greatest players he's ever had. Gruden's defense was great. But he had Keyshawn Johnson. Keenan McCardle, Mike Allstott. Remember that team? Pretty good team on offense and a pretty good offensive line. Gruden likes to run the ball. So I just threw something out to you on Renfro today who was really good. I just don't know when he's going to get the ball. When do you want to get him the ball? Third and Renfro? Well, if I'm saying third and Renfro, the other coach knows what third and Renfro is. Are they going to double him? I don't think you can double Renfro this year because you got to double Waller. And you might have to have a little safety help over the top for Ruggs if Ruggs is running at the pace that I'm seeing him run at. So, specific question to every Raider fan, again, what is the order of the priority of the offense? Not Carr. I want to take Carr out of it because Carr can't catch the ball. He's going to throw it. I want you to rank the top three priorities this year on what the Raiders need to do on offense. I gave you all the choices. Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Zay Jones, Renfro, Waller, Moreau, Ruggs, Edwards. A lot of choices to pick from. I'm fascinated to know from you who are your top three, which means with the game on the line, it's the fourth quarter. The Raiders are trailing 24-20. to There's under two minutes to go, and a field goal won't do squat. You got to go 70 yards to win the game. Who are you giving the ball to? Who's your priority? 702 365, 9200 on that. I think it's an interesting question because I don't know the answer. And you know that I'm not a know it all. Sometimes I act arrogant, and some people think I'm a know it all, but I'm not. I give Raider fans the opportunity to sound off like they got a pair. I give Raider fans more opportunities than anyone on the radio ever in Raider history to to give us their opinion to do that. But I want to know what you think on that. So let me know because in my – I'll go first. Waller, Waller, Jacobs. Ooh. Waller, Jacobs. What do I do with the third? Maybe that'll be the focus tomorrow of the show today. We have to come up with who I think is third. Uh, by the end of the show, I have to be convinced from the Raider Nation what has to be the order there. So, again, light up the phone, 702-365-9200. I'm doing something unique today. I'm talking offense with you because, you know, I think the defense is such a priority on this team that I think we should spend most of the preseason on the defense. But today I was pretty amazed by Henry Ruggs III. I was pretty blown away by his performance. I started thinking, 
There's only one football. Eric Allen loves when I say this. Eric Allen always says it. Here you go, JT. There's only one ball. Because I remind everybody, I give you seven choices. Sometimes five out of the seven guys are going to be really pissed. They're not going to tell you about it because they're team guys. But they might go two games without a, I won't say without a touch, but they might go two games without any significant action because there's only one football. And Waller could have 12 receptions and Ruggs could have six. And then Jacobs could have 22 carries. What about the other guys? So I want you to slot it today, 702-365-9200. Who do you think the top three offensive options are for the Raiders? But here's the key. I need the order. I need the order of this. Because John Gruden doesn't listen live, but I think he podcasts the Brick House from time to time. Maybe this will get into his phone and we could talk about it. Oakland Raider Tone. Start us off on Raider Nation Radio. JT, man, I you know, being out here in the, in the in California, getting all this Raider information, it's so cool, man. I really appreciate, you know, what you guys are doing out here, man, and are doing out there. Hey, but I got to go with that. Well, first, quick on Mariota. You know Mariota wasn't going to go nowhere. That was Trey Bate. Um, that Denver wanted him. Like, we never would have traded him in division, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But it's good to see. I keep hearing how, how unhealthy he was hurt last year. Shoulder injury, last year they said he's going good. Um, I mean, he may be on the block at some point, man. I don't know. I don't. I'm not really confident in Peterman, but I gotta go with JJ, Josh Jacobs, a Waller the Baller, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go slash three A, three B, Rugs and Smoke. Um, but I'm still not convinced on Smoke just because of size. I don't mm-hmm. know how they're gonna. I think Rugs is gonna open up the field for him on the other side, but um, I just can't wait, JT. My JT, man, your show is. Nationwide out here, man. You guys are killing it, man. Thank I love you. It, man. Thank you because of that Raiders app. So keep telling everybody because, as you know, when I was on the Bay Area on the flagship of the Raiders, flagship of the Raiders every day from 10 to noon, at one point they didn't want me to talk Raider football. I was like, really? You're paying me this much money? They pay me a lot of money. They're pissed off up there about the money they paid me. I wouldn't have took the job. I had to be up there five days a month. I stayed at the W. had a nice glass of wine every night. I was stealing money. And they wouldn't let me talk Raiders. I reminded it was the best show they had up there because I didn't drink the Kool-Aid of the propaganda of the Giants and the 49ers on the Raider flagship station. Now, I won't get me a free meal in the world of the Giants and the Niners, but uh, hopefully some respect from the Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. Every phone line should be full. I'm live in studio during training camp. Who are your top three options for the Raiders in order? That gentleman who just called did not even mention Renfro. Didn't mention Renfro at all. He talked about smoke, and he talked about rugs. He couldn't even come up with three at 3A, so he really had four. I told you this is tough because you have to take into account John Gruden. See, if you're going to play this game, what the priority is for the Raiders Today I'm giving you an opportunity to override Gruden, which you can in the real world, but you can do it in pretend radio. So if you're the coach and you're coming out of a game plan meeting, who are your top three priorities? I think it's easy to say Waller and Jacobs. Who's number three? And remember, whoever number three is hasn't proved a lot to you. Kenyon Drake could be three. Kenyon Drake caught a wheel route today and was gone. You know, he would have been out of bounds, but he kept running to the end zone because he's used to that type of training. When you get tackled or touched and the play is over, he ran 50 yards to the end zone to finish his workout. He's a hell of a player. I'd like to see him get a lot of touches. 702-365-9200. Glenn, Raider Nation Radio. Thanks for calling. What do you got? 
What up, JT? First of all, man, I love you. I've followed you for years. I follow you on Facebook. You're a rock star as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I got two things. First of all, my three easy. Waller, Jacob, Rugs. Waller, Jacobs, Ruggs. Yeah, I, can, I think that's where I'm going to go by the end of the show. You got to move Ruggs in there as a top pick, a superstar out of ba- Alabama, and a number one. He's the number one receiver. You got to have him there as your number three. And, and I will say the addition of Drake. If anybody thinks that was a bad idea, I, they don't must. They must not watch football. That guy's a beast. He is a. Up, I'm super excited about the offense. Yeah, the, um, the offense is excited. The question is, are you a run guy or are you a throw guy? I'm a throw guy, man. I, lo- I love the pass. Love it. Yeah, well, I, I, so, so do so, – I love, I love Jacobs, and I do like having that mix, but I do love the pass. So do I. Appreciate the call. Thanks for the compliment. Appreciate you chiming in. Yeah, I, I like the pass too, but I, Gruden's offense is so intense, in-depth, at times very complicated – and John Gruden wants to run the football. He wants to run the football right at you, and he's got two big tackles. He's got two huge tackles in Colton Miller and Alex Leatherwood that he thinks he can get the push behind and get someone going. And Richie Incognito did not practice today. He had a maintenance day off, which is fine. Richie was unbelievable, unbelievable yesterday with the comments that he made about, do we have those comments? The Richie Incognito, we played it. All yesterday, if you missed your show, here's a little bit of Richie. Yeah, yeah, I think the biggest generational gap is the music. The music these guys listen to is terrible. It's all the same. I mean, it's it, it's nauseating. Um, but uh, no, I you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a single guy, so I I I get where they're coming from. You know, I I don't have a wife, I don't have a kid, so I hang with the boys, me, Andre, Colton. Uh, all the guys on the line. So there's not too much of a, a big gap. Um, you know, the biggest thing I see is just it's this will be a broad generalization. I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but, you know, not a lot of uh, not a lot of the guys that come in get it, you know, about the grind, about the hunger, about, you know, when I when I came in, it was be quiet, get in the weight room, earn your reps, earn your spot. Now these guys come in and it's, you know, Instagram and Twitter and all this all this hype and. Uh, you know, oh, I did this in college, and they kind of live off that. And, uh, you know, it takes them a year or two or three to, to learn what it takes to stick at this level. And a lot of them, you know, don't learn it till they're out. So I think, uh, you know, that's what I'm constantly on the guys about. You know, you got to be hungry every day. You got to grind. You got you to really want this with every ounce of your body and just, you know, put everything you have into it. So, um, yeah, I don't feel too old out there. I'm getting up there, but I don't feel too old. That's a very interesting soundbite because he said he wasn't talking about anybody in particular. Of course he was. He went on for a minute about the fact that some guys come in and they're like, hey, it's all about what I did in college. He was definitely talking about someone. It was fresh on his mind. That's why he was talking about the music, the rap music that he doesn't like, which was really funny. And then he kind of comes into out of nowhere. It wasn't a new question. He just went into, hey, some guys don't get it. And he's he trying to make me feel like that's not someone particular. That was someone particular that he's not going to tell us about. And I'm not going to sit here and assume who it is. But Richie Incognito comes from old school. By the way, it was great to see Jim Otto today. Jim Otto in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. Hall of Famer on his way to Canton, Ohio for Tom Flores this weekend to be out there. And I don't know what Coach Gruden did. I could text him, but I'm sure I know what he's going to do. Because now COVID, you can't get up next to people. So you can't bring the team over. 
In Napa, he would bring the team over and bring out Atkinson, Villapiano. He'd bring Casper onto the field to talk to the guys during a water break. And to see Jim Otto there, I hope there were enough young players who not only know who Jim Otto is, but understand what he gave, his body, what he gave in a wheelchair now to play football. What he made in his entire career is what some of these guys make in two games or a game. Think of that. And he's out there in the sun watching practice today. It was very cool to see. 702-365-9200. We're going to play John Gruden's press conference coming up here in a bit. Jerome, thanks for waiting. You're up next. What's happening? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Yeah. I think Woods uh, has to be the first in line. Look at him. He's one-on-one. That's who you're going to. Because he's a speechster. And then uh, it depends on the yardage, Waller or, or, or J.J. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the way. I also think that the Willis maybe should think about going back to the six-man offensive line. Just to keep a little more comfortable back there for, for their car. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. Appreciate the call. I think when you look at their five-man offensive line, with their two tight ends set, uh, Coach Gruden talks a lot about the blocking and how great of a blocker Darren Waller is already. But he's so big. Gruden is so big on Foster Moreau. Man, if, if I'm a fantasy guy, my sons play fantasy, I don't, I would be I would be taking Foster Moreau at some point. You just sense that Gruden's going to target him in the red zone. He just loves what he can do when he's in a single one-on-one situation. Remember, if they go two tight ends in the red zone, Usually they bring in Alec Ingle. Okay, so Ingle could catch a ball out of the backfield. You got two tight ends who can do it, one including Waller, and then you have two receivers on the outside, one being Edwards who can catch a jump ball. And today I called that on the sideline. I was there and I said, this would be a good time to throw a jump ball to Edwards, and they didn't. Carr went the other way, and he hit Zay Jones in the corner of the end zone, which was a nice route. But when you see the size of Edwards – inside the five-yard line, and he's coming towards you. As Gruden compared him to Terrell Owens, they have the same exact body, same exact measurements, period. They look like the same player. You're going to have to throw him some fades. He's got to get some one-on-one, go to the top, and grab the ball over small corners. Waller can do that. The only problem I have with that is Waller's going to be double-teamed. So Waller can do it. But if you got another receiver, what happens if you got Foster Moreau and Edwards on the other side? Carr, I'd love to see more of Carr. Pump fake. You know who's the best pump faker I ever saw? I saw a lot of great quarterbacks. Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon was the king of the pump fake. Gannon would come, pump fake hard to Rice, come across and throw it, you know, hit Tim Brown. I'd like to see Derek do more of that. Hard, hard, everybody bites on a pump fake to Waller. Then he pivots his body and... Holy cow, Renfro just ran a three-yard in route, and there's no one on him because everybody's looking at Waller. Get that into the game. Get more aggressive with the passing game inside the red zone where I think they want to run it. Is this Pavlin in SoCal? Thanks for holding. You're up next. Go ahead. He is gone. So, you know, the worst thing in radio is when the last caller's not there because then you th- people think you're going to commercial because you have no one on hold. I'm giving you, I've been doing this 25 years. So the worst thing you could possibly have in radio, the all-time worst, is the fourth caller out of four not being ready because then you got to go to commercial with all your sponsors. You don't tell them. You tease ahead, and you got nobody there. But that wasn't your fault. It was the caller's fault who, who jacked you up. He jacked you up on that one. That is not your fault, fault Demont. He, he jacked you up. He didn't jack me up. 
702-365-9200. Only joking. As we open up the show, and I got so many people to thank, and I got a lot of people to thank as I'm on the road to a great trip in Canton, Ohio. Really excited about that. I want to remind everybody about Five Iron Golf. Get in there, the premier indoor golf facility. Area 15, eight simulators, giving you the access to play the world's best golf courses. When I was in there, I was working on my back swing on how to straighten it out more because I come up too high and I jacked down on it, and it actually worked. Right before I went to Florida and I hit the ball better, you can enjoy drinks, food, and fun. Their league play starts Monday, August 16th. If you're looking for something to do starting in August, join a golf league at Area 15, Five Iron Golf. Bring five friends. Go into these bays. Bring up Pebble Beach. Bring up you know, TPC Sawgrass, pick your favorite golf course, and then you compete with all the other teams in the other bays while you're drinking beer, having cocktails, and having a great time. It's really cool. It's inside Area 15. Tell them JT sent you to get $100 off. Call them now, 5-Iron Golf. When we come back, John Gruden's press conference. It's good to be in the building today when he spoke. He's excited. Today was hot. Out there, he was in front of the alumni, and I thought, you know, there was some ups and downs in practice. We'll we'll get an opinion on what he thought of the overall practice and some of the players who are stepping up. JT brought to you by the Henderson Hyundai Superstore, Boulder Highway in Henderson. They have the super deals you're looking for. JT back with you. What a big signing. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony to the Lakers on a one-year deal. How about that? Carmelo Anthony on a one-year deal. Remember, two of our partners, Remy Martin and Modelo, are both the feature sponsors inside the Raiders Tavern and Grill. Uh, Remy Martin in the back, that private back room, team up for excellence. And Modelo, where I love to have the bucket of Modelo's. I wonder if they'll have the JT bucket of Modelo's Friday special when I'm there doing some remotes on Fridays. And have a good time there. So thanks to those great partners as we are talking Raiders training camp. Uh, John Gruden's press conference coming up in a minute. And also, we're looking at your order. Your order, Raider Nation, on the top three offensive priorities this season. Who are the three players in order that should be the priority of the offense? Waller, Jacobs, Ruggs, Renfro, Edwards, Kenyon Drake, Moreau, you got a lot of choices, but you got to slot them for me. One, two, three at 702-365-9200. Always good to hear from Raider Dave. Raider Dave, how are you? I'm pretty darn good. I'm pulled over looking at the beautiful broad with all sunshine. and You guys out here, I'll see you next year, and we're going to play an 18-hole round. Love to. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm not there with uh, the Seattle game with my son, so we're going to hit up. How's this? An out-of-town guy's going to hit up your local golf spot like that. Oh, I love it. You're going to go to Area 15 and go to 5-Iron. Yep. Great. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, 5-Iron. Absolutely. Phone's breaking up uh, in Denver. He's a good caller. i got to get him on a better phone line. At least he plugged the partner, 5-Iron Golf. We appreciate that. Raider Dave, you got to get to a clean spot. Your phone call's are outstanding. Maybe we'll get them on a cleaner spot coming up here. Opens up a line for you after the Gruden press conference, 702-365-9200 as we continue on. All right, John Gruden today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. This was his press conference a little while ago. 
the uh, players from that 2019 group, it seems like they're just hearing about their whatnot and seeing them kind of finding their voice as veterans on this team. Um, is there some ownership that they're taking of, the, of this team being a little more comfortable expressing themselves and kind of taking control of the season? I hope so. I mean, they're the oldest guys on our team now, the third-year veterans. And, um, you know, Max Crosby and Farrell and Abram, you know, we had great press conferences when they got here. And, you know, now's their time. You know, we need them all to step up and – not only play good, but be leaders on this team. And uh, I'm encouraged by what they're saying. I'll be more encouraged when I see what they do. Mike Mack, yesterday, um, COVID-19, is it kind of a reminder that we're still not out of the woods here yet and uh, thought to be diligent? Well, I think it's just, uh, you know, it's alarming to me because we have the vaccine, you have the vaccine, and you get the, the COVID. So, um, you know, you got a lot of people out there with expert analysis. The reality is, is... You're never safe from this thing, so be careful. And God bless Mike. When I talk to him, he seems to be doing pretty good. We sure miss him around here. His enthusiasm and uh, his vibe is contagious in the building. Does that make it for you more frustrating because of all you guys have tried to do where every day you might get a call and just it's like frustrating? Or is it no, he's, uh, he's just down the hall. It's almost like we're zooming. We're like I said the other day. We're the yeah yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but what are you going to do? You know, you have to adapt, and uh, that's what we're becoming pretty good at. John, during your offensive line retooled and Josh's work at the offseason coming in, which you've seen on the first week, is he poised to have maybe a top five in the league year, his best in three so far in Josh Jacobs? I think so. If he stays healthy, you know, he got hurt on a second play of the game in Atlanta last year, missed the Jets game, missed four games his rookie year, really. But if he can stay healthy and – we continue to improve. We, we think so. We think we've got the makings of a good line, but we have that to prove also. But Jacobs is the strength of this team, and uh, we'll certainly keep relying on him. Hey, John. Uh, Derek and Henry had some big plays today. What have you seen in the growth of that, of that connection? Uh, well, they made big plays last year in big, big moments. Kansas City, the Jets, you know, at the end of the New Orleans game, the, the pass interference call won a sack game. So they're getting better. You know, I think the big thing with Henry is he's he's out here, he's practicing, and uh, he knows the offense. He anticipates what's going to be called now instead of reacting to what's called as he's lining up. And um, we're seeing really good things from Ruggs and Edwards. Really proud of them so far. And with Waller out today, we changed the script a little bit, and um, I was encouraged. John, um, Tanner Muse continues to kind of show up in that uh, base outside linebacker position. Has he worked his way into? Uh... Well, he's showing up in the base right now because he's showing up in the in the lineup. He hasn't won that spot yet. He's getting a good look. His speed and athleticism um, are what we think is conducive to that position, the auto position. So he's doing some good things. We are, we aren't in enough base to really see him yet, but that will continue to. Uh, emerge as the next couple weeks unfold. John, um, Jacob said it last week. Actually, a few players have said that one of your messages is all or nothing. Can you define that to us in terms of, in your mind, what what that message is this year? Same message as last year and every year. You know, you got to go all out. You know, I'm not going to get too deep and philosophical after first day of pads. But, uh, you know, we all got to be on the same page. You know, we've got a great group of guys. The energy level is extreme. And um, we've got good veteran leadership on this team. I like the culture here better than any of the teams I've had in a long time or been a part of. Last week, Greg said that 
some of the strength and conditioning program during the offseason has really helped the offensive line. They've come in a lot more agile, ready to go right off the bat rather than working into it and seeing what needs to be tweaked. Are you seeing that? Yeah. And you know what? I think this facility is, uh, you know, you give Mark Davis, the Raiders, a credit. This is, this is a facility we have not had. And being in Las Vegas, it's encouraging players. Not that Oakland wasn't a, a place people wanted to live, but the tax situation is different. We've attracted more players to uh, – to our off-season program. And A.J. Nibel, I wouldn't trade him for anybody. I mean, he, he and his staff, they do a great job. They service um, quarterbacks a lot differently than kickers and kickers differently than guards. But to your point, if you don't see unbelievable gains in Foster Moreau and John Simpson, uh, some of these guys, uh, you haven't been studying them. They're, they're really stronger, they're more athletic, and they're, they're more durable, and they can finish. They've got better stamina. Uh, Nick Kwiatkowski become a ball hawk? Two interceptions. Well, Marcus, the only two interceptions we've thrown here, I think Marcus and Nick are roommates. I don't know what the deal is on that. You know, Mariota is off to a great start yesterday. He looks like, you know, the galloping ghost out there. And then today he throws four incredible passes. And, I, you know, I think uh, he and Nick are probably having a, a beer down at the, uh, you know, Caesars Palace right now. I don't know what the hell that's all about. But Nick is, a, you know, he's an instinctive player. You know, when you're in zone coverage, you're reading a quarterback, and he telegraphed both of those throws, and uh, it's really kept him away from having one hell of a camp. And he is having a good camp, but he could be having an outstanding camp had it not been for a couple of interceptions. Getting back to the uh, conditioning, uh, look at Max Crosby, and it seems like he really committed himself uh, in that regard, and he looks the part this year. What are your early impressions of, of, of Well, he leads our team in effort. He does. He, he, you talk about a guy that's here in the offseason. I think he lived in the facility. You know, my car's here. His car's here. You know, I, I drive by the facility. His car's still here. You know, he gets uh, um, Ricky, our, our food, food expert, our nutritionist, helps him with his diet. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's incredible. He's in incredible shape. He can go all day. And I tried to wear him out today with a fourth-quarter pass rush in the last drill, and, you know, he's, he's ready for the 15th round. He wants to keep fighting. I love him. I love the way he's working, and guys look up to him. And in Gakwe, that's his whole, that's his whole, whole deal. He's, he's a highly conditioned freak, and I think Max uh, and, and Yannick want to be there for four quarters. So is there a little bit more juice having the alumni here in attendance and, and the players get excited to see those guys? Yeah, you know, we wish we could interact with them more, but we don't clearly understand, you know, how much interaction we're allowed to have. You know, I saw Charlie Garner for the first time in a long time. I had him in Philly. I had him in Oakland. I had him in Tampa. One of my favorite players of, of all time and haven't seen him since uh, 2002 or whatever. But I don't know uh, how much – interaction, close interaction we can have. In the past, we've had them in our meetings. We have them talk to our team. I don't believe we can go to that extent right now, but we'll try to honor them tonight in a, in a function down at the stadium. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. So that's John Gruden a couple hours ago down in Henderson at the Raider facility. Uh, what would you get out of that? What I got out of it is, you know, Mad Max gets a lot of praise for his engine, his motor. And the fact that he works so hard. And a lot of that has to do with this sobriety, which he's come clean on and talked about at length. Darren Waller talks about that. You notice the two guys that have their life in order in regards to that. A lot of guys have their life in order, but those are two guys who didn't have their life in order. And they do now, and Gruden can't stop talking about them. So he really respects that. Mad Max is different. He just loves being a Raider. A lot of guys love being in the NFL, and they like their team. But he's a Raider. 
And in order for him to play in this league and be in the league for a long time, he knows he has to outwork the players who were drafted higher than them, him and maybe a little bit more gifted. But he's becoming more talented just because of his work ethic, which is great to see. As I wrote notes today at practice, Tanner Muse working out there in the early session. We were inside before we went outside. The team went outside so we could watch. And Tanner Muse was running with the ones at linebacker with Littleton and Morrow. Muse is big. He's bigger than Kwiatkowski. He's faster than Kwiatkowski. So they're going to have him, What if he ends up in the base package, if he starts, if they bring him in in special run situations, I don't know yet. It's something that we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Kwiatkowski had a good day because he had two interceptions of Mar- Marcus Mariota, which is hard to do, and he was able to pull that off. And then in regards to what he's saying about Edwards and Ruggs, and the receivers, they're supposed to be playing well the first week of camp, right? We all understand that. These guys are supposed to be healthy, in shape, and playing well, and they're doing that. So to me, the big news of the day is knock wood, knock on wood if you're with me, the health of the team. It's a very healthy team at the start of the year, but we're not promised that tomorrow. You see what's going on with the Colts? The best offensive lineman in all of football, offensive guard, Quentin Nelson, has the same injury as his quarterback, Carson Wentz. He's going to be out 5 to 12 weeks. He's arguably the best offensive lineman in all of football. Not one of the best, number one. So they lose their quarterback and their all-pro guard, who's going to be out 5 to 12 weeks. This is a team that's going to be competing with the Raiders for the wild card, most likely. For those who think the Raiders are going to be competing for the division, Good luck. Kansas City's still there. Kansas City's loaded. I'd like to see the Raiders compete for the division, but the wild card is going to come down to teams like the Raiders, the Chargers, Miami, Indianapolis. So there's a couple of teams here when you take a look at them. You know, I don't wish, I'm not one of those guys, I don't wish bad injuries on anybody. If you do that, you're just only going to have bad karma coming your way. And I'm not a karma guy, but that would be it. But who are the teams that are going to be wild card contenders? I think the Bills are going to run away with the AFC East. I think they're going to win that division by two or three games. So the Dolphins and the Patriots are your wild card teams. In the North, I think it's clearly Cleveland, but then you got two potential wild card teams, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Hey, everybody, it's the last year of Big Ben. You don't think he's going to come to ball? You don't think Big Ben in week two is going to be a tough out? He's a future Hall of Famer. He lost 30 pounds. He felt like he got brought through the ringer last year. And he plays the Raiders in his home opener this year, his last ever home opener. You don't think he's going to be ready to go? Big Ben Roethlisberger? Raiders play him on a short week. The Raiders play Ben Roethlisberger, a future Hall of Famer, in week two. When you look at this, they open up at the Bills and they they open up on the road at the Bills and their home opener in Pittsburgh is against the Steelers. How in God's name did the, did the Raiders get dealt that hand? You got the Ravens who have been great, not good, for 15 years coming in with Lamar Jackson. And then on a short week, you send the Raiders to Pittsburgh cross country on the longest flight. Really? Oh, now, I think the Raiders can beat both those teams because I think they match up well if they can make Lamar Jackson throw the ball instead of run the ball. But Big Ben... That's going to be a great week on radio because a lot of people are going to be beating up on Big Ben. Big Ben can play. And this is a focused Big Ben Roethlisberger. 
So everybody needs to play well, especially those pass rush guys, to tackle Lamar Jackson and to get to Big Ben so the secondary for the Raiders can make some plays. 702-365-9200. Give me your ranking of the top three players on the Raider offense in regards to who should get the most touches. We're doing that today because I'm excited about the offense on Raider Nation Radio, brought to you by Grimaldi's, the best pizza I've ever had, five locations in the Valley. JT, we just added Violator on the road to Canton. The legendary Raider superfan Violator will join us at 105. And I get a chance to talk to him about the Hall of Fame, where I'll be on Friday. And Howard Balzer, the Hall of Fame voter. Hall of Fame voter, great friend. I started with him in Vegas on radio, on Sports Fan Radio. And we'll talk to him about Canton coming up here. Really excited about Canton, bringing my wife for the first time, who's never been there. This will be my fourth trip to the Hall of Fame, and I've had great memories. One time going with the Raiders, and now the other times going for the induction of George Allen. I was a guest of the Allen family. I went for the Snake, Ken Stabler, uh, going with Coach Flores this time, Charles Woodson and the Bolitnikoffs, and hope to continue to go back. It's a high honor to go to the Hall of Fame. Can't wait to get to Canton this weekend if the airlines are on time. Airlines are tough, Damon. They're a disaster in this country. Like 400 flights canceled yesterday on American. People can't get to Dallas. People can't get anywhere. It's a disaster to get on an airplane. You want to just land and get up in the air. But now how many flights have been canceled? At least in the 400s. You say this is near and dear to my heart because I came back from the Virgin Islands on Sunday and I, I was flying Spirit. I had to sleep oh, the night at the airport. I had to stay oh. the night at the airport in Orlando. Oh, spirit! Yeah, so to then the I had Virgin to Virgin Islands. Yeah, so then in Orlando, trapped in Orlando, and then I uh, just got a Delta flight, so I was able to make it to work on time yesterday. But Sunday night, stayed the night in Orlando because of spirit. What it's was bad. the problem? Weather? No, they're, like they're going on strike. That's like the problem yeah. with spirit. It's like pilots are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're staff good. doesn't show up, pilots don't yeah. show up. So people are Weather. like getting mad at gate agents, but it's like. Oh, those, they can't fly the plane. Those gate agents, they deserve they deserve to have their lives back. This is, and I, as I said, one more quick thing. Wait till the business traveler comes back. Wait till the guy who flies from Detroit to Kansas City twice a week comes back. They're not even back yet. When the business traveler comes back, it's going to be a nightmare. Gangster Raider checking in on the flagship. What's happening? Hey, what's happening, JT? Well, I was answering your question about who should have the first um, three must touches. I think it should be um, Jacobs first. Mm-hmm. then Waller, and then Drake. You know what I'm saying? Because Jacobs are opening it up for um, everybody else, including Waller. And then um, once Jacobs and um, Waller open it up for Ruggs and everybody else, I think later on in the season, Drake will start coming underneath and been able to get underneath. So them three should have the most touches. And um, also I want to say I had to change your heart on um, your boy Gruden because I feel like I had been rough on him you know what I'm saying about judging him the last yeah. few years. Okay. And um, I had to change your heart because he – he had to um, handle uh, um, a move during the pandemic with no off season last year, and he still went eight and eight. And then in the last two seasons in Oakland, they didn't know whether they was going to be in Oakland or not. And he still had to keep a um, fan base that was know they was finna get left. He had to still keep them engaged as well as um, entertain and engage a new um, community here in Vegas. And I think he did both seamlessly while still keeping the gauge, you know, keeping the team, you know, relevant. Until mm-hmm. our second, you know, our um, 
second half debacles both season. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I think I have been a little rough on Gruden, but I I, I, okay. I take it back and I want to say that I think he um this is really going to be his first real year where I can really judge him because he mm-hmm. he don't have to worry about moving. You know what I'm saying? He's in he's in the new community. He's gonna have fans. You know the pandemic is not as bad as it was last year. We're not still not out of it, but at least he get an off season mm-hmm. with the players and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So. I believe in Chucky again. I believe in Gruden. You know, so I think we're going to go 12 and 5. And another thing mm-hmm. I want to talk about is the violator. You know what I'm saying? I think that um, whoever sponsored that um, end zone club thing, they should um, make it to where their sponsor should make it like come party with Hall of Famer Raider <laughs> Violator. Yeah. And Violator should be in that. Um, win nightclub? That end zone, yeah, that end zone win <laughs> club thing. And they should make it. That should be his spot. Whoever want to sit there, make it a perk to come party with Hall of Famer Raider no, Violator. And can't you make it happen, um, JT? I know you're good with the sponsors, so yeah, make I'll it happen. I'll try it. Tell I'm bringing it. The Raider said it. Yeah. You got it, buddy. Take care. Appreciate it. And you can be hard on John Gruden. You don't have to apologize for being hard on John Gruden. Gruden can take it. Gruden knows everything that's going on. He can take it. You don't have to apologize for being hard on the coach because the team's not in the playoffs. That's part of his job. But I'm done. Apolog- I- I've never apologized. I will never apologize to anybody for supporting Mark Davis and John Gruden. I'm done. I'm not. I'm now. I'm not on the back nine. I got great, great, great years left. I just went to two chains the other night, so no one could ever say get off my lawn, JT. I just went to two chains. But again, I'm sick. You know, it's over now. Mark Davis owns the team, and John Gruden coaches the team. Okay, you don't have this job, and you don't have it this long if you just sit there and trash the owner. You might want to look back for the people who did and see where they are today. Okay, sorry, you're not in this seat. Okay, you got to support the owner, and I do. And I want him to win more than anybody you've ever heard on the radio. John Gruden's a big boy, makes a lot of money. He can handle all of this. If you're critical of him on a play call or what happens, he's the first guy at the press conference, the first guy he opens up the press conference and tells you what he did wrong or why they didn't win. He's accountable. He's very accountable. Mark, you're up next, Raider Nation Radio. Go ahead, Mark. What's happening? Hey, JT. Uh, good to talk to you again. Uh, super excited for this year. Thank you. Appreciate um, you calling. My top three. Yep. My top three uh, for sure. Uh, it's got to be uh, Darren Waller, number one. Uh, Carr's probably number one target. Mm-hmm. Uh, should get the most touches. Two is going to definitely be JJ. Uh, he's got to be coming out of the backfield and rushing the ball. And uh, three is going to be, um, it's got to be Kenny Drake because, you know, he brought him in to be Charlie Gardner because uh, that's. Like yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you and our and Gangster Raider are putting. I'm just surprised that people are putting Drake ahead of Edwards and Rugs, or not Edwards and Rugs, Edwards and Renfro. I mean, Drake could have. You know, he could be an all-purpose back for a thousand yards this year. But the only way he's going to have big numbers is if, if if Josh Jacobs is not on the field and Josh Jacobs is either hurt, which we don't want to talk about, and hopefully it doesn't happen, or Josh is playing and they need to give him a break, and then they go right back to Kenyon Drake. Very complex. It's tough to figure out. This is not easy. It is not easy to figure out. You got Greg Olson, Johnny Morton, who's a fantastic coach. John Morton's been with this organization a long time, played for this team as a tight end. He knows how to call plays and script plays. And then John Gruden, a master offensive mind, and now he's getting better players on offense four years into the system with Derek Carr. So with all of this, there's only one football to go around. Go to the hot hand. Go to Waller. Feed the beast. Put that in a promo in three, two, and one. Feed the beast, which is Darren Waller. 
If you're confused about down and distance, if you're wondering what to do, just get the ball to Waller and let him make a play. I think that's where he's at in his career. That's where Kittle is. That's where Kelsey is. Uh, Give Waller the same opportunity. That first hour flew by. Thrilled for it. Thanks to Sam and Ash. I believe we'll have Sam or Ashley on tomorrow. If you get in a wreck, if you get injured, 702-820-1234 at SamAndAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. Next hour is going to be great. Lee Sterling is going to pick Raider games. Every game's over under the total. And we're going to have Howard Balzer and coming up next, Violator going to the Hall of Fame.